As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel wanna know, and they wanna know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at nearly forgotten pieces of media, movies, TV, video games, comics, and decide if they should be remembered until the end of time or tossed into the black hole of obscurity. Uh, my name is Steve, and I'm one of your hosts, and with me is a guy who never got steroids from Hulk, as far as I know. It's... <laughs> Uh, your Santa angel baby, Yahel. Uh, how, are, how are you doing, Steven? I'm doing well, man. Uh, as I told you, burning the candle on uh, both ends. It's been a really yeah. busy week, but not so busy that I don't have time to sit and talk to you about another Hulk Hogan movie. Uh, I feel like that's like a specialty for this show, uh, Santa with Muscles. Yes. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I uh, had a busy week, um, busy weekend. Uh, also doing a little bit of burning the candles at both ends, mm-hmm. but for good, fun reasons. So sure. uh, I am uh, great. I am, as usual, as I said last week, uh, feeling effervescent. <laughs> that's uh, that's his zesty. word. Yeah, that's like... <clears throat> and uh, pa- I'm feeling very palatable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, well, hopefully the uh, audience is, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know, moving you around on their palates in their ears or something. I don't know. That's uh, that's getting weird. On their, on their forklifts. Yes, yes. Uh, or or with their eyes if they're watching. I, I've had. I don't want to get into the details, but I've had a lot of forklift related uh, things uh, in my life over the last week. Uh, <laughs> what? That's so bizarre. Yeah, just there's just been a lot of forklift uh, puns, and mm-hmm. I know someone. Who uh, just got their forklift operator's license Ooh, uh, this week? Good for them. And, uh, yeah, yeah. There's just been a lot of forklift, a lot of forking around, <laughs> as they say. Well, uh, I guess enough uh, forking around over here. Before we get uh, <laughs> too deep into Santa with muscles, uh, first off, I guess uh, Merry Christmas, if that's a thing sure, that yeah. you're into. This is um, uh, thank you for ending the the war on Christmas, Steve. Hey, thank you for ending it just now. Well, you did. <laughs> From what I understand, it's kind of made up, but um, but yeah, oh, you're, you're, is it? Yeah, but <laughs> it seems like Christmas has been going pretty strong since I was born, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and yeah, no that, one was going to be stopping too, it anytime soon. Um, at least, uh, especially the American corporations, I don't think they're going to allow Christmas right, right. to be stopped anytime soon. Uh, especially if they've got a guy like um, Hulk Hogan on their side um, as uh, running around as Santa. Um, but uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is like, I don't know, volume three or episode three of our Christmas uh, content. We started it out with <laughs> Chainsaw Reindeer, which is a really uh, sort of bizarre comic um, two, from two episodes ago, if you want to check that out. And then after that was the Claymation uh, Christmas special. And then now, here we are with uh, Santa um, with muscles. Um, so, I assume you're, um, 
I mean, is this part of your like regular like holiday tradition? Because this was the first time I'd ever seen this thing. Oh, I am so glad to hear that you had never uh, indulged, if you will. Uh, yeah, I've watched Santa with Muscles uh, every Christmas for, oh, I don't know, like uh, five years or so. Wow. Oh, um, so you didn't see it when you were like a kid, like back when you were a little Hulkamaniac. No, no, no. So I had no nostalgia heading into it when I watched mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I watched it uh, with virginal <laughs> eyes, uh, Santa Angel baby eyes. Uh, that's a reference within the movie. If you uh, have, uh, have your fellow Santa maniac, Santa muscle maniac, muscle maniac. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I have watched this movie frequently. I almost, to be honest, Steve, mm-hmm. almost didn't watch it because I know it so well. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was running a little short on time and I was like, I don't really need to watch it. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened? What happened? I wanted to watch it for the fucking like ten times. His, his heart so. grew like three sizes too big, and the, he, he yeah, but that's because of the steroids right. that my heart grew. Three his sizes. enlarged heart and forehead. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, before I wanted to, I don't know, say that you were somehow involved with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but I, I just couldn't make it work. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's run the bumper and get right into Santa with muscles. Sounds great. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, here we are at the Obscuratron. There are uh, various um, images here from the uh, beautiful, and by beautiful, I mean ugly cinematography <laughs> of, um, <laughs> of one uh, Steve, Santa how with dare muscles. You? How effing dare Hey, I mean, I didn't, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you know, there are things that I do or did actually enjoy about this, but man, the cinematography is not one of them, uh, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the directing in general is pretty, I, I wouldn't say it's... Um, terrible but it's very no, it's bad <laughs> let's, I, I, w- I would say it's doing the bare minimum in most cases there are occasionally some shots where i'm like they got a helicopter for this <laughs> or a big like expensive crane shot right like, like there's a few times where i'm like what right. uh but yeah it's it's pretty paint by the numbers as far as directing goes uh although i will say i did find uh someone described the directing as um, let me, let me pull this up here. I can't wait. Working from an irredeemably, this is a review from, uh, this film critic Layden, um, from the time. Anyways, he wrote, uh, working from an irredeemably bland screenplay, John Murkowski, Murlowski directs with all the enthusiasm of someone going through the motions to pay off a debt. Ooh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That is actually yeah. pretty good. Um, so... This movie actually premiered November 8th, uh, 1996, and as we discussed, um, neither of us had seen it. I I think uh, at this point, in at least uh, my Hulkamania stage, I wasn't really interested in watching Hulk in like a kid's movie, at least. And at this point, he's already in WCW as a heel, right? Um, yeah, because I think he came into WCW like 95 or mm-hmm. 94, something like that. And 96 was when he turned at Bash at the Beach. So. Right. Yeah, he's already in WCW at this point for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I enjoyed uh, Heel Hollywood Hogan, I'm sure, uh, as much as anyone else did. And, yeah, I just wasn't uh, interested in seeing him playing 
Santa Claus uh, with a bunch of kids. Um, how about, yeah, I mean, do you remember hearing inklings about this uh, back in your uh, wrestling mark phase? No, <laughs> no, I didn't hear anything about this movie. Um, it was only on in, in theaters. It did get a theatrical run for two weeks. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, so mm. it probably didn't have a very large, you know, uh, that way marketing budget. It could be eligible for the Oscars because you know. It's, yeah. Actually, this is so the Oscars are eligible to vote for it. You've got it the other way around, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, here's a uh, here's a quick, uh, rather bland synopsis that uh, I got off of IMDb, <clears throat> and it doesn't even make any sense. Anyway. An evil millionaire believes he is Santa Claus after an accident renders him an amnesiac. Actually, they and that's it. That's all they got. And it's like yeah. evil. Like I wouldn't call. Yeah, he's not. What is his name? Blake Thorne. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Hulk Thorne. plays Blake Thorne, and he's not an evil millionaire. And yeah, I mean, and that's one of the many problems. I mean, he's a, he's. A, He's a dickhead. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than anything. I mean, it's not um, like he I, has, like, a, you know, or at least that we saw. He, it's not like he's got, like, child, like, labor camps or anything like that. No, or, no, no. But he does treat him, his employees very poorly. <laughs> uh, and he's a general dick. He doesn't want to donate to the orphanage. He doesn't want to give him money. So instead, he's like, send him those carbohydrate bars that aren't selling. Because right. Blake Thorne sells supplements. And then he says... Oh, and don't forget, Chaz, to write it off, you know, the taxes. <laughs> right. Uh, we do have somebody in the chat here, uh, Kman847, who said, what you going to do for the, when these 27-inch pythons run wild on you? But uh, this is when Hulk Hogan was off the gas, actually. So oh, I could tell. His, uh, he's a little deflated. But, I mean, even, like, deflated Hulk Hogan is still, like, a fucking monster. Oh, he still looked great. Man. He looked great, especially. Yeah, I actually prefer Hulk Hogan in WCW when he, like, leaned out when he got off the Oh, yeah. Dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, more nimble, not nimble, but maybe <laughs> more, le less. Uh, how would you? Meaty. He moved less like a ladder. <laughs> ladder. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say less like a slab of beef, and uh, I don't know more. That works too. As you said, more leaned up and sexually virile. One could only assume. Yeah, uh, yeah. You assume his uh, <laughs> sperm count improved during this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask uh, M Mila Kunis, maybe. She Maybe she knew. Wait, what? That's, she was a child here. Yeah, I mean, obviously it happened later after she became yeah. an adult. Well, this is Mila Kunis's uh, film debut, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to her in a second. Um, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Wow, this has already gone off the rails, and I love it. Okay, uh, already mentioned by Hell, our director here is uh, John Murlowski. And, uh, yeah, his um, IMDb reads like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say a greatest hits of B movies, but, like, just, like, B to Z grade. We, and I picked a few of them out here. Uh, Amityville, A New Generation. <laughs> I think we might need to put that one down on the list. Uh, yeah. Cop yeah. Dog. And and this is the best sounding one I have to say. Cop dog. Ah, yeah. finally we've solved the uh, the the social issue of like you know society struggle with cops. Just don't have dogs <laughs> that are like are like additional like helpers to cops. Have just cops be dogs be cops. I know. Yeah. Like. Wow. Give it up for John Murlowski, ladies and gentlemen. And lastly, Zombie uh, Hamlet. And then and then here's where. I think uh, that shows really where things fell apart with this movie is the writing credits. We've got three, basically nobodies. They're actors, and this is their only writing credit. So first we've got... That's 
wait, wait, three. So I didn't. So wait, three different people wrote the script, or either they worked together, or it was passed around like a doobie or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got three people on here: Jonathan Bond, no relation to James Bond, because that's not even a real mm. person. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, I guess has like a bit part in like Bill and Ted or something. No other writing credits. Then we have Fred Matta. Uh, only not even, it just says he's an actor. It doesn't even say what he was in. No other writing credits. And then this other guy, Dory Crum, K-R-U-M, Dory Crum Raymond, and like nothing. What a name though. Yeah, uh, that is kind of- DCR? Get out of here, that's great. (laughs) It's D-K-R, D-K-R, Donkey Kong Raymond. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) and it doesn't even say he's an actor. It just said this was like his own, known for Santa with muscles. And I can say that this definitely feels like it was written by three different people. What do you think? Um, yeah, I could see that because there's a lot of like uh, random ideas. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. Uh, then it all end up kind of intermingling and yep. uh, intertwining eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I guess no, I, I can see that. Yeah. And uh, lastly, are just a couple of the uh, production companies and. <laughs> case you want to write them a letter and ask them what they were doing well they, well that would require for them to still be around right. and active and have employees exactly sure uh, all, uh been disbanded long ago sure sure uh, hit entertainment and cabin fever entertainment all right so uh would you like to take the cast mr velasquez Oof, would i like to take the cast so i would describe this cast as surprisingly star studded yeah, it's true uh, yeah Right. I mean, obviously, you've got Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of jump around in the cast because at one point it'll be it would be easier for me to tell you who has not been in Star Trek oh, on this boy. cast. Oh. This was and I knew like of several of them already, mm-hmm. but there were even more than I realized. Wow. So um, anyways, we've got Hulk Hogan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I guess I pretty much have to start going into the Star Trek people because, uh, well, Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. um, this is her film debut. Mm-hmm. She was not in Star Trek. Nope. Although she was in American Psycho 2, which co-starred William Shatner. What? So, he was uh, in that? There's that? Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I've never actually watched it. And can I say I was actually pretty surprised to see her in this uh, because I never thought that she had been acting for so long because, you know, she's not very good. Um, is anybody acting in this? <laughs> I mean, Hulk is <laughs> no, doing his quote unquote style of acting and Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he always brings Clint the Howard, goods. Yeah. 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 He's good. Yeah. yeah. So Clint Howard's in this Grant mm-hmm. Morris, um, Jennifer pass who she, she's gone on. She has a pretty lengthy IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's, it was mostly, um, voiceover stuff, mm-hmm. but, uh, let's, let, let's get into some of these trekkers. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the two least important. There's, uh, Eddie Dono and Brian J. Williams, they both do stunts in Santa with Muscles, and they both also did stunts in Star Trek First Contact. Um, we've got, uh, here comes our Star Trek connections. Ed Bagley Jr., who is in, he's been in a bunch of stuff. You've seen him in Arrested Development. It's probably my favorite role of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second favorite role of his, though, is as Henry Starling in the Star Trek Voyager two-parter, Future's End, part one and two. Wow. Uh, we have William um, and Ed Bagley Jr. kind of plays the bad guy. He's like an evil scientist. And I think he does an actual pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so, too. Mm-hmm. William Newman, who plays Chaz, the butler. Newman. He's, yeah. He was uh, Kalen Trose 
on uh, the TNG episode The Host. Clint fucking Howard. You know him as a superb character actor. He's the brother of Ron Howard. Mm. He was in the original Star Trek series as a child. Um, and he's voiced over. So he has lines, even though he's like, I don't know. He looks like he's like six years old. But he has lines. But they're like, he's supposed to be like some kind of like alien. And his lines are like dubbed over hmm. by a an adult or something. It's really weird. <laughs> that is but. weird. Anyways, he was Baylock on Star Trek, the original series. He was also... Muck, M-U-K, on Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> he was Grady on Deep Space Nine, part, Past Tense Part 2. And most recently, he was on Star Trek Discovery as an Orion drug dealer. <gasps> <laughs> then we've got <laughs> Don Stark, who um, he's also been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. In uh, Santa with Muscles, he stars as Lenny, who's kind of, uh, he's the elf that kind of like takes advantage of Blake Thorne losing, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan losing his memory. Mm-hmm. Uh you may have seen him as Ashrock in the Deep Space Nine episode Melora, or as Nikki the Nose in Star Trek First Contact. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Robin Curtis, who she was in a lot of stuff too, like in the 90s mm-hmm. and uh, early 2000s. Um, she was in Star Trek 3 and 4 as Lieutenant Savick. She took over the role for Kirstie Alley, who was Lieutenant Savick in Star Trek 2. Wow. Uh, she was also Talera in Gambit, the Star Trek Next Generation episodes Gambit Part 1 and 2. And that is, I am fairly certain, everybody that was in Star Trek in Santa with Muscles. All right, here it comes. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Well done, man. Your love of Star Trek knows no bounds. Um, yeah, I even found the stuntmen. Uh, <laughs> one of them did the stunts for uh, Brent Spiner, a.k.a. Data. So one of them was, uh, I guess, uh, a more important stuntman than the other. Very cool. And, yeah, we will uh, comment on their performances as we dive through the uh, the outline of the movie. And so I guess let's just get right down to it. We open on a, a creepy-looking house. Um uh, and uh, with the voiceover of uh, one of the young actresses. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. she's so bad. Oh, my gosh. Dude. And did you notice that, like, in the opening credits? Uh, by the way, let's talk about these opening credits. Mm-hmm. So the lower thirds, you know, saying, like, the, the, the credits, the actors, they're, like, it starts off, like, well, it uses, like, a red font. Yeah. And it's red on red. It's, like, on a red Santa. <laughs> and then the font is red. And the, the font they use is, like, real thin, mm-hmm. the typeface. So you can barely – you can basically only make out the beginning of the name, like, the first few letters, and maybe the last letter. Like, just <laughs> – you know you're in for a fucking ride. They can't even they get the think, font right. Yeah. My God. Right. They didn't do anything to, like, make the uh, – I get using red, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, I, I don't know. Give it like a bold outline. Yeah, a bold like, outline. You know, there, there's things you could do to make it stand out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, little girl, she's uh, basically writing a letter to Santa. Um, she's saying that there's a bad guy um, who lives in her neighborhood named Mr. Frost, who we find out later is our villain, and he's gonna do something weird this Christmas. I don't know if those are her exact words, but that's what I wrote. Yeah, here. no, she says she says something like that. He's gonna do something bad. Yeah, yeah, something it, really vague. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't say something really vague. Right. He's gonna do something vague. Something uh, vague is gonna happen because we, the writers, don't know what we're doing. Um, she says uh, she lives in uh, Lakeville, and Mr. Frost is trying to take away her orphanage, and she wants Santa to stop him like hmm that's so have you ever when you were like 
six or like eight, were you ever like, dear Santa, please come and stop Saddam because I want the the soldiers <laughs> in Desert Storm to come home safe? Like, did you ever? No, but just like. How desperate do you have to be to be like, fuck, I guess I got to reach out to Santa to save the orphanage. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like already it's starting <laughs> pretty depressing. Yeah, absolutely. But she says it. her voice is so cheery. Oh, and by the I way, know. the actress that plays mm-hmm. her, uh, she's gone on to do tons of voiceover work. <laughs> what? Um, oh, so man. I wonder Cartoon if like, her voice I has guess. Con- Yeah. So I wonder if her voice has continued to be like high pitch and annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh because, yeah, she is just, you know, the problem with her, it's not necessarily like her. She's just not a very good actor. Right. She doesn't have a lot of um, um, range or it's just all this one line. Yeah. Right. And the opening credits say introducing mm-hmm. like her, like, like, <laughs> hey, this is our almost as if she's going to be the lead. And she ends up like not having as many lines as you would think, considering they like went out of their way to say introducing. So right. It was weird. Yeah. Cause it really, at times it felt like, Oh, like she's like the Cindy Lou who of this movie, you know, um, mm-hmm. to the Hulk being the Grinch basically. But then we sort of like lose her and she's kind of replaced with some of the other kids. Um, when they show up, uh, cause then the guy, the kid from Malcolm in the middle kind of takes center stage, like towards the end. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, moving forward, um, we cut to Hulk. Um, now, do you think he was wearing a hairpiece or just a bad dye job in this? Oh no, that's one hundred percent a hairpiece. Okay, all right, just double checking. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah. he's got like a full head of hair in this. Sure, sure. He uh, sneaks up on his. At the time, I was like a gardener or something, and like just beats him up and says, "Oh man, God!" All right, as someone who I love, like cheesy you know one-liners and action movie dialogue the one-liners in this are just not good in the slightest i know but that's what makes them so good and i do want to say hi to neil uh, god neil godfrey who's in the chat here thanks for joining you but yeah i i I love the uh, i don't know i love the one-liners in this scene because yeah the gardener after he beats him up he says Never stop. It's the delivery. Never stop. Never smell, stop the, smell roses. the roses. Yeah, but that's not how he says it. No. He says it like, "Never stop to smell the roses." Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's such a fucking <laughs> odd choice of delivery. Yeah. Then he gets attacked by a baker and two Asian stereotypes. Uh, then another mm-hmm. gardener and Hulk takes them all out uh, with a plate and turns out it turns out these are all people who work for him. And he wanted them to attack him because, uh, you know, he's really big into like uh, fitness and always being ready. So he pays his um, his staff at his mansion to, uh, I guess, work him out, um, basically. Yeah, he considers it like a like a workout. And sorry to interrupt again. I do want to say hi to Chris Perry. Uh, he's been here before. Uh, really a good guy. Uh, Welcome, Chris. So hello. hello. He said that. He said, I've never heard of this movie. I thought I knew all of the crappy Hulk movies. And uh, <laughs> there, there is a surprisingly large amount of them. Yeah, tell me about it. That, that just means we're going to be doing this show for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Kogan's keeping the lights off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. All right. So Hulk, it's revealed that Hulk is a rich uh, supplement CEO uh, named Blake Thorne. And he has a bunch of dumb rules. Uh, Bla- what, what are they called? Blake's rules or Thor- Thorn's rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. as he's like pontificating about one of them, he gets a call from the office. Um, and I don't know. I just wrote here that wow, Hulk lives alone with all those dudes. Really makes you think. 
and then they go outside <laughs> and uh, to play paintball. And here, it's just like, man, like we get one of two what looks to be very expensive like chase scenes that really have yeah. nothing to do with the with the story. Um, so yeah, they go out to play paintball. They like it's basically a motorcade of like Hulk like in a Hummer and like these uh, other dudes with paintball gear and they're driving right, right. by and uh, then we cut to Clint Howard who of course is like a you know wacky um he's basically a super wacky trooper sheriff. yeah super trooper before they were even super troopers uh he's playing with his police radar and um Hulk and his motorcade sort of speed by and he's like oh I got to I'm going to get that that Blake guy yeah cuz basically they do this elaborate paintball scene uh, where Hulk Hogan's like shooting like paintballs at shit, and the whole point of it is is only to get Hulk Hogan chased by the cops mm -hmm. so that Hulk Hogan can get to the mall. Right. So we can get Blake Thorne's character to the mall. Right. And it is like such a contrived way to like get him to the mall. So so expensive, and like ridiculous. You said. In a movie that can't, I, I you know I this movie looks like it doesn't have a big budget. Mm -hmm. But maybe it does because there's a couple scenes, like you said, that look expensive, mm -hmm. had to be expensive at the time to shoot. Right. And they've got like a lot of name actors right. for the time. Well, obviously, they didn't spend money on the writers and also uh, uh, correct. The, correct. Uh, the cinematography, which is, I mean, I would describe it as like flat, just like the most basic. Uh, it's like, hey, we got ourselves an image like it never. I don't know. It almost. How would you describe it? <laughs> uh, non-existent? Yeah, uh. there you go. And the, and the weird thing about this, and this is another thing, I guess it's not really related to cinematography, but just the fact that, okay, this is a Christmas movie. So even if you live in Florida, say like you, or California, mm -hmm. like me, if you close your eyes and think of Christmas, you think of like snow and people, uh, you know, all bundled up, you know, by the fire and drinking hot cocoa. This is so obviously shot and actually it's shot in Calabasas in California, like outside in this like desert yeah, it almost setting. Seems like they're in a desert. Yeah, it yeah. It doesn't feel Christmassy like in the slightest. They just went with whatever they could get. I guess well, that was brother, close. Once, uh, once, once Hulk Hogan suits up, brother, I think uh, <laughs> it'll, I think that changes. It'll brother. warm your heart. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, like, all right, so they sunk a lot of money into this ridiculous chase scene. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess if you, I mean, this really shows what, a, I don't know, I guess kind of a, a dick Blake Thorne is to the point where he's willing to just, you know, mess with the cops and do whatever he wants because he has. Uh, yeah, because he's like shooting paintballs at the, at the cops. Police officers. And, uh, like, I, I mean. And here's the thing. Blake Thorne, later we found out, find out he's a well-known guy. Right. Uh, he's the, the what, how does Lenny describe him as the the, the richest man in 10 states? Real weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's the richest man in a 10-state radius. Oh, you know? man, I, um, I can't wait till we get to Lenny because I have lots to discuss about that guy. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, okay, North, all right. Hulk. I, I, we, while you're catching up, I do want to say uh, we've got Paul McCabe in the chat and oh. also D. Uh, full head of hair. D said full head of hair Hogan. Oh, this should be good. I think it's good. <laughs> it's <laughs> something. It, it is something. Uh, so yeah, another sort of important thing that happens during the expensive, ridiculous um, chase scene is uh, Hulk sees a sign for uh, the Lakeview North Pole, which I guess is supposed to be like a completely sort of separate town. 
and he uh, volunteers the information to us that he grew up there. He says, I'll lose him at Lakeview. I, I grew up there. Um, I guess, you know, he he'll find a nice sand dune or cactus to hide behind or whatever. <laughs> or, oh, I, th- I thought he said... Um... I, I thought he said that the, he he would lose them at the mall because doesn't he say like lots of places to hide there? Or maybe he was talking about Lakeview in general. Yeah, I mean, I took I think it. Maybe you're right. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, I took it as he was talking about Lakeview in general. Uh, but then, but but I don't think he says he grew up there because later we find out he doesn't remember how he grew up. Right, well, I mean, I think at this point he remembers. He just loses that information when he gets uh, when he gets his amnesia. I mean. But even once he gets his memory back, like Garrett Morris has to explain to him that. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers yet. <laughs> All right. so. Well, I mean, I wrote it down, so I think he said it, but uh, I don't know. I've been wrong before. I anyway. Know. I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. No. You don't care. I don't care. The writers don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll uh, keep approaching this there the same way that the production team approached Santa with muscles, as in. With the minimal, most minimal of effort. Exactly. Uh, so cut to a All mall. Right. The typical mall Santa uh, setup awaits. There's a large line of kids, but no sign of Santa. A uh, a blonde lady speaks into a walkie-talkie, and she's like, any word on Mr. Klaus? Um, and yeah, and then I wrote, it looks like they shot this in the shittiest-looking California town. And it turns out it's true, although Calabasas is actually pretty nice. I guess they just picked the worst parts to shoot in. Um so Hulk roll, rolls out with his Humvee while, oh yeah, oh, God, that was so weird. So Hulk th- says another one of Blake's rules, they're in the Humvee, they're getting chased by the cops, and he's like, Blake's rule number 3942B, like, when in doubt, roll out. And he just opens the door of the Hummer and just rolls away. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> do you think he just wanted to show off like some of his like stunting ability or something uh that's the thing hulk hogan definitely didn't do his own stunts for this it looked like he did the role at least it looked like he did the role uh he he might have done that Mm -hmm. but um um i don't know i have my doubts because in some of hulk hogan's other movies that he made around this time there's one called the super secret agent club or something Uh like that and there's a scene where literally hulk hogan is just sprinting about 20 feet and he doesn't even do it himself you can clearly tell it's a body yeah that makes sense and i mean that's probably because of his knees and stuff but uh i do want to say uh d uh asked um was this direct to video or in theaters anyone know the box office performance how many tens of dollars did they rake in and actually uh d uh if you don't mind me interrupting uh i do have that information please uh we as previously mentioned it was in theaters for two weeks and the film garnered $120,932 in box office receipts during its opening weekend and totaled uh, its total gross in its two-week run ended up being $220,000, so $220,000. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, he says, when in doubt, roll out, and he just rolls out of a moving uh, Hummer, which... Uh, was heading to the mall. Now we're back inside the mall. The kids are chanting for Santa. Cut to the blonde lady. Uh, she's backstage talking to the elves, and she says uh, that she will give one of them $50 if they go and find a Santa. Like, they never said why their current Santa never showed up, did they? 
No, no, it's just left to the imagination. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, like, Lenny is on a phone with, like, somebody he owes money to. Uh-huh. And he makes it sound like, you know, it's a bookie or somebody that's going to break his legs, mm-hmm. right, if he doesn't uh, pay them off. And we later found out the person he's talking to is one of uh, Frost, the main bad guy, one of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. But then when the lady says, I'll, get fi- I'll give $50 to whoever can find me a Santa, Lenny says, oh, my luck may be changing. I'm going to be able to pay off this. That's all he owes is 50 bucks. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, it's not like he owes, it's not like he owes $220,000, the box office gross of this movie, you know? So, <laughs> someone, someone owes somebody something. Uh, so, we, yeah, we cut to uh, Mr. Frost's uh, personal doctor. And they're in there, they're, and they're torturing, I guess, one of the local shopkeepers by hanging him upside down. Um, because I guess they're trying, you know, because basically Mr. Frost is buying up the town of Lakeview for some reason. We don't know at this time. Uh, later, we do find out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I find, I don't know, did you find uh, torturing in a kid's movie to be a little unsettling? I mean, but the torture is pretty mild. You know, he's just hanging upside down and they're just trying to get him to sell like his shop or whatever. Right. Um, and later we'll find out the reasons why um, uh, Frost is trying to uh, buy up like all this land. Mm-hmm. You know, and he it really wants what's under the land. And it really doesn't make much sense. But uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Frost is uh, Egg Begley Jr. LOL. Ha ha. Uh, we meet his cartoony thugs. And this is actually these are the aspects of the of the scripts that I actually kind of liked. Just these over the top like Dick Tracy style uh, villains. Um, even though I mean, which I'm sure looked and sounded good on paper, but are just pulled off in mm-hmm. like the just the campiest way possible. We got um, yeah. Mr. Flint, who dresses like an explorer. Um, Mr. Vile, who sprays like methane gas into the air. And Miss Watt, who shoots electricity. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they... Um, yeah, they're very cartoony mm-hmm. villains. I mean, this is a movie that's supposed to be targeted at kids. Sure. Uh, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, pretty campy. Yeah, and I... But, you know what? I will say, in, in defense of the actors, mm-hmm. they really lean in oh, yeah. to the campiness of the parts. Mm-hmm. And like, there's you know the guy that's all about like uh like sulfur and stinky yeah, smells the or whatever ga- like yeah methane gas guy yeah yeah the methane ga- gas guy like you know they they really lean into it so uh, sure I think it works despite the camp. right and this is what I mean the camp is what I like about it and I I like the idea or almost the, the premise that you know Santa with muscles is gonna have to like fight these guys and like already I'm seeing you know uh, fight scenes that aren't nearly gonna be as good as what we're gonna get like later on <laughs> in the film uh, so okay um, now we're back with Hulk he's skulking around the mall and he finds a Santa suit um, like backstage he back he's back in the you know I guess a uh, the non uh, guest area of the mall uh, hiding from Clint Howard, which why would you even need to hide? Like you, you could just grab him, like just throw him well, away. But it, well, to be fair, it's Clint Howard and another sheriff's deputy. Sure. Uh, who's, who seems even dumber right. than Clint Howard. <laughs> right. though. However, they do have guns. And as we later find out a fucking rocket launcher. Oh, so God. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, he, uh, he finds the Santa suit, puts it on for, well, I wrote down here no reason, but I guess 
from the idea that he could use it to hide. I guess if you want to use like cartoon logic, then it makes sense. But yeah. I mean, really, it's like, you know, you're a 6'2 muscled out Santa. I mean, who else could it be? Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, but, but it, I mean, as far as disguises, though, if you think about it, it covers up because of the beard, a lot of the face. Right. Like it's not a it covers up his body. Right. So it's it's a good idea, except when you're six two and super fucking tanned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, he runs into Clint Howard, and of course Clint doesn't recognize him. Uh, and then Hulk starts walking away. Uh, one of his like, uh, or this whole time Hulk was wearing like uh, army fatigues or camouflage, whatever you want to call it, and um, it uh, it's hanging out of the back of the Santa suit, um, which uh, the cops see him, but he runs away and hides in a garbage chute, like. And the way that that was shot was just amazing. He was just there, and then automatically he wasn't, um, and he's somehow <laughs> into the sh- into the shoot. And um, while Hulk is hanging like uh, in the shoot uh, from upstairs, uh, a janitor throws out a Santa statue, and it hits Hulk on the head, forcing him to fall down. And then that's when Lenny finds him, and he goes, "Eh, another drunk mall Santa." And somehow, uh, <laughs> since he's knocked out, that entitles him to stealing his wallet and street clothes. Um, like, s- sometimes I'm like, one of these, you know, one of the writers was like, you know, they really are trying to sell this and like put a little bit of thought into it. But then I'm just like, I mean, why is. All right, my big question is. <laughs> Who thought like Lenny? What what's his name again? The real the actor's name plays Lenny? Don Stark? Uh like Yeah, Don Stark. Do you think, you know, that guy would be like funny to kids? Like he's so I don't know. He's like this <laughs> middle-aged like gangster goomba and he's not really right. funny. I mean, he's act, he's trying to act funny. Um but you know, basically by, by the way, uh, what's up? For people that don't know, because uh, I was trying to think, like, what are, do people know this Don Stark guy from? He was on that 70s show for, um, I think the whole run is Bob oh, yeah. uh, Pincotti or whatever. That's right. So we, we, I'm sure he and Mila uh, Kunis reconnected over Santa with Muscles uh, and discussed <laughs> it all the time on the set of that 70s you show. You remember that time we acted with Hulk Mila? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I don't Chris Chris Perry said, I don't understand the hair piece. Why even bother? Yeah. I agree. It's unnecessary. I, I we know it's Hulk Hogan. Right. Like, I mean, it's. I don't he should have just wore it, his bandana weird... the whole time. I mean, that's what he's been and doing honestly, all this, this time. This isn't the first movie that they give him a full hairpiece in either. Right. Right. Um, like, may, he's like maybe the people in I don't know Guam don't know who Hulk Hogan is, and he'll maybe, look like maybe Hulk's like brother. I can't get into this Blake Thorne character's head, brother. Right. If I look like me, brother. <laughs> there you go. It was for <laughs> acting reasons, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, like yeah. Basically, I just think that Don Stark was an odd casting choice to play this lovable, sort of questionable rogue elf. Um, in a kids movie, but uh, anyway. Um, so, oh, he does like this ridiculous, after he steals Hulk's, um, money and clothes, he does this, like, horrible dance that made me want to stab my eyes out. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... I, I, I don't know how I would describe... Yeah, I don't know how I would describe I don't know, just it. think just... of, like, remember when you're... I don't know, I just remember when... It's like they told, it's like they told a middle-aged man 
do a dance that kids would find funny, but it turns out this middle-aged man is not naturally funny right. at all. Right. right. So he just does something awkward, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, he's like a like creep, sort of creep, got a creepy uncle vibe, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like he's not a bad he's not a bad actor. No, um, he's, he's a good actor, but um, they have him just do some stuff that maybe doesn't play to his strengths at times. Is all. Right. Right. Uh, for sure. And I mean, and that's uh, we, being really nice, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> When when he's being kind of like a schemey guy, yeah, like he's good at that. Hulk Hogan, yeah. like that's when he's he's good at that. Yeah. Uh huh. <clears throat> so yeah, he does the um like the dumb little dance, and then Hulk comes too. Um, and uh, let's see, and then of course, I would think that you know if I were Lenny and I just stole a man's wallet, I would run away. But no, yeah. no, of course not. Uh, you know, Hulk has amnesia, even though there's no way Lenny would know that. And the elf tells him, or Lenny tells him, that he's Santa. So there's your premise, uh, come to life. Um, I don't know. Like, And this is the weird thing. It's like, all right, so you're supposed to believe that, you know, Lenny is this uh, elf? Like a dude pretending to be an elf? Like a mall elf. Yeah. But, well, he's a mall elf. Right, but then at the same time, He's going around telling grown men that he who he just robbed that they're Santa. Like, who does that? Well, he's trying to get the he's trying to get the fifty bucks uh, for bringing back the Santa. I guess. Oh yeah. But he just got like this wallet full of money at the same time. Right. So right. What do you care? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we. But anyways, we have to believe that he owes Mister Frost more than fifty bucks. Otherwise, there's no reason for him to stick around this whole time, right? But but before, yeah, I guess. But before he was like. Oh, my problems are solved. When the lady was like, "I'll give fifty, like how much are they paying him? That, <laughs> <laughs> how little are they paying him at this mall?" Right. Anyways, whatever. Let, let's move forward because we're kind of going through. Sure, it sure. I know it's sorry, sorry for everyone. It's taking a little while to get through, but this is a this is a meat meat filled yeah uh, film. It's a lot to wrap Just your like head around. Know. There's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous. Uh, so anyway, there's your premise. Uh, Lenny brings Hulk um, back out to the kids in the mall, uh, and it's weird looking. At Hulk with the beard and the hat, he really does make a good Santa, at least in the face, like I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the rest of it is, uh, you know, a little whatever. Um, but uh, I remember one of the kids looked like Billy Idol's kids. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe like Bart Simpson come to life. So uh, yeah. while um, Hulk is doing his Santa thing, um, two thugs try to steal the money. Oh, yeah, there's like a, um, there's a bunch of money on a um, table that uh, it's like help, you know, save the orphanage or whatever to take donations. Of course, there's just an old lady sitting behind there, like falling asleep. Two thugs come and they steal the money. And I love that one of them is wearing a dare shirt. Like, I think that's yeah, hilarious. To keep kids off drugs. Yeah. A little girl sees them. She screams uh, and uh, Hulk leaps into action. Um, and there is a, uh, Pretty decent, uh, if not campy, sort of like Adam West style Batman uh, fight scene. And they mm -hmm. sped up the footage for one of the moves, um, which I found. They speed up the footage a lot yeah. uh, in this film. Even like when they, actually later on, Lenny does like another little dance and they like speed up the footage. Uh -huh. as he's doing. Maybe they were like, this dance is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we got to get through this thing. Uh, so uh, by the way, uh, Chris Perry said that this movie gives Citizen Kane a run for its money. Uh, and obviously it's sarcastic, but I want to point out that in one of the critics said of um, Hulk Hogan's acting, 
uh, this critic said, uh, Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger seem like Lawrence Olivier. Oh, man. It's true. It's actually true. That, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Pixel Hero is here, said Hulk was king of the VHS preview sections before you watched the film when you were a kid. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. absolutely. Um, so let's see here. Okay, so I wrote down nothing says Christmas quite like Santa violently assaulting people in front of kids. But, uh, hey, it was the 90s. It was a different time. And, of course, the kids love it. They're like, yay, Santa beat up the bad guys. Kids love violence. Sure. I I know I do (laughs) or did. I mean, you're you're a father. You see it. You see (laughs) the the, the lust for violence in your child's eyes. He likes playing rough. He likes playing rough. (laughs) Um, So uh, there's a picture of the orphanage on uh, the table that, you know, Hulk just saved that had the money on it and just out of nowhere hulk says we should go there now and uh lenny is uh on in for the ride i guess because he still wants to keep milking hulk for money and then they right like like he realizes uh like he had opened the wallet and saw it was blake thorne right right and was like oh there's this is that there's more juice to be uh to be derived from this right. leathery man fruit that is <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan. that's disgusting uh I, i'm very sorry <laughs> no no i loved it uh, all right so they get on a scooter and homoerotically ride off <laughs> off a frame uh as you do as of you course do. uh now we're back with mr frost his, his thugs are still torturing people, and he says the last place he has to buy in Lakeview is the orphanage. Um, and then now, uh, so he sends the thugs to the orphanage, I guess, again, because they've already been going there and hassling them to sell. I just I couldn't remember his name. I just kept calling him Weird Doctor Guy. Um he, uh, he arrives at the orphanage with the pulp thugs, uh, and he talks to the head of the orphanage, and sexually harasses her <laughs> while she's there. <laughs> um, and uh, she gives her the old, you know, gives him the old in your dreams and closes the door on them. Right. But the thugs using their ice cream truck, which, whew, man, that was, that was some. Why are they? That was some nightmare fuel. Did... It's like, why do they have one? It was like, did they know they were eventually going to have to, like, well, lure some kids out or. So. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, uh, I think the reason why they have an ice cream truck is because later on at the end of the movie, uh, spoiler alert, the good guys are going to win. <gasps> but um, yeah. But anyways, the the sheriffs are being interviewed about how they finally arrested Frost and his goons. Mm. So it seems like they're wanted uh... Uh, by the law. So I think it's so that they have like some vehicle that hides them. Right. Because, you know, there's no windows really outside of the driver's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the main reason. And I also think that it makes sense, Steve, that Hulk Hogan, even though he's this amnesiac, uh, amnesiatic, uh, amnesiac, this, yeah. this concussed person right, right now, I think that it makes sense that as Santa, he saw the sign for the orphanage and was like, oh, we have to help them because subconsciously, you know, he was right. That's uh, where he raised came at the from. orphanage. He just can't remember. Yeah, it. yeah. So he's got this like desire. Wow, you really so have to Steve, think how- about this movie to make it work. <laughs> I, the, I, maybe Steve, you just, maybe it's just going over your head. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, <laughs> you know, I as a fan of uh, David Lynch, I thought that was like you know the most cryptic movies I could ever watch. 
until <laughs> I saw Santa with muscles. Yeah, you, you got to say your prayers and take your vitamins before you uh, watch this movie <laughs> so that you can be the right headspace. A little more than just vitamins, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, talking about, he's talking about steroids, that guy's anabolic well, steroids. Well, I mean, we all know that uh, Bruce the Barber, it was his job to hold the weed, uh, according to the podcast. That's true. But anyway. Uh, Hulk arrives on the scene just in time to stop the thugs from running over a crazed man in the uh, ice cream truck. So yeah, as the thugs were were uh, driving away, um, who wandered out in the street? Oh, it was um, it's the uh, uh, the African American guy. He was like, uh, you, uh, oh, Garrett yeah. Morris. I can't remember his character's name, but yeah, uh, he was uh, Garrett. And dude, by the way, I fucking love Garrett Morris. Uh, what else do you know him he, from? He was in SNL. Mm. He was in, um, I want to say, I think he was Martin. Martin? Uh, yeah, one of those. Uh, or Rock. What, or something like Living that. Single. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember which one. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, yeah, yeah. I think he was uh, in Martin. I think he like worked at the radio station that Martin yeah, worked Yeah, he, he was. he's definitely uh, too good for this movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> but he's been in a in a bunch of dude. He's still working. Wow. Yeah. Um. He still has stuff coming out in twenty twenty in twenty. So was this so. director. So was uh Hazeltine or whatever his name is. He's still working too. Strangely enough. But the writers, nah, they ain't working no more. <laughs> and he was in Martin. He was Stan Winters in Martin. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. Um. So yeah, they almost run him over. <laughs> in the ice cream truck. <laughs> Um, but Hulk, uh, stops it. He like, um, grabs like a chain or something that was attached to the, um, the ice cream truck. The kids rejoice and the little girl reveals herself to be the one from the beginning who was writing the letter. Um, the head orphanage lady invites Hulk and Lenny to dinner. Um, I wrote down in some ways Hulk was born to play this role. He just has, has to act confused and lost most of the time, at least at this point. Which I think is perfect for him. Um, then we meet. Oh yeah, the name, the head of the orphanage. Her name is uh, Leslie, and Clayton was the name of um, uh, the guy who almost got ran over by the ice cream truck. That's uh, Garrett Morris. That's Clayton. Um, yeah, yeah. So Clayton, uh, yeah. they tell him about Mr. Frost clearing out the neighborhood. Lenny forces Hulk to eat a cookie, um, and then that's I don't know. I like the little sort of subtle knot where he's like about to eat and he's like, Oh no, I don't want to because of the calories. Um, yeah, yeah. He's like, is this good? Right. Um, and then now it's nighttime. Um, oh yeah. Well, and they're at dinner, they're just finishing up dinner and it's like, you know, it's the typical sort of time lapse and someone is telling a story and they all sort of erupt in the fakest laughter I've ever heard in a in a movie <laughs> like it's so so forced and like sad it was like it was like uh hazel teen gave them like one take it's like all right we got to get this laugh to see in one take because we don't have time we're running out of time we're running out of daylight uh so so we, we have someone in the chat gabbard 20 who uh, i guess like he saw like the image uh, in the slideshow of Hulk Hogan with his bad wig, and he said, "Is that Sean Connery?" Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. No, Definitely, it's not. It's yeah. Not. The one and only Terry Bollea, yeah. <laughs> straight out of Tampa. Um, so uh, Santa and Lenny, they end up staying the night. And at this point, I'm asking myself, like, you know, 
Uh, doesn't Lenny have like a family and friends that he could go hang around with? But I mean, I guess he's just so dedicated to bleeding Hulk dry of his money that he just has to hang around every he, day. He wants to suckle at the teat <laughs> of Hulk Hogan's yep. uh, bank account. So yeah, he's the Brutus the Barber uh, in this movie. Um, yeah. Who did you did you catch Brutus the Barber Beefcake's appearance in this no, movie? No, where? Oh man! Oh, okay, so we'll, we'll I'm gonna have to watch to it, it again. <laughs> it, it lasts like 20 seconds. Uh, so Hulk, but it's memorable. yeah. Well, you know, he had to be on set to hold the, uh, you know, hold the. Yeah. yeah. So Hulk, Hulk <laughs> is in the bathroom, and uh, he has to wear a tunic while Lenny wears a bunny suit. I guess they thought this would be a funny visual gag that these grown men yeah they were like these are the only pajamas we right, have right right um i mean we all know that hulk sleeps in a thong i mean that's just common knowledge right right, right. that's just, well, that's what you do when you look like that. <laughs> so time lapse it's breakfast and hulk walks out without his uh, beard and get up and the kids are freaking out and uh i don't know i thought this was kind of somewhat almost clever where he says he doesn't wear an actual beard because Mrs. Claus says it tickles. Um, right. Then they see Hulk in a cereal. Like like when he's, go, it, when he's going down so on her. <laughs> when he's going down on her? When he's <laughs> Jesus. Is that, was that what, you, what you were wondering as well? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, so now wait a minute. But he has a, f- a mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Does that not tickle? That maybe they were writing this it, improv. They were just improving the whole the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, kids are dumb yeah yeah stupid kids. They'll buy anything, including yeah. Santa with muscles. Um, <laughs> so they see Hulk on a cereal box, and then there's a weird homage to 2001: A Space Odyssey when Lenny gets the idea to steal Hulk's fingerprints from the milk glass well i i think uh i don't i, I don't think you mentioned yeah, I skipped it earlier over. lenny yeah, yeah. tries yeah so lenny tries to use hulk hogan's atm card mm. uh and this atm from 1996 is so advanced that it requires a thumbprint to use which um so yeah so that's part of the reason too why lenny sticks around with hulk hogan because he's trying to figure out a way to get the thumbprint yeah they to, were you know get access to the yeah ATM. they were trying real hard to justify like him hanging around um yeah but at least hey at least they they tried yeah. to justify and uh with the cereal box thing it's uh it's a cereal box from like so i guess blake thorne Hogan's character mm. he's is like selling breakfast cereal which sure is usually not healthy but uh <laughs> oh it was the unless 90s you're using magic spoon oh. and, uh, if you are you make sure to use stop use code WWE they're not giving us any off. money come on they're giving you money giving you on your money. channel but not here <laughs> But you tell them they want to sponsor Obscurity now. We are up for sale. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, so Lenny, because like he doesn't want Blake Thorne or anybody to like see the kind of put two and two together by seeing the because it's not a picture of Blake Thorne. It's like a drawing, right? Of Blake yeah, Thorne. your typical. So he like yeah. kind of takes the cereal, pours it all over his eggs, and it's like, oh, no more cereal, and kind of hides it under his arms. So. Yeah, which wasn't funny in the slightest. Like. That's nope. one of the big uh, sort of negatives for this. Uh, like, it's supposed to be a comedy, but man, it is not funny. Not funny at all. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, not well, that funny. That is one man's opinion. It's so not funny that it's funny. Um, like, there you go. So yeah, the I, I just wrote down here the the little girl is so annoying. She tells Hulk that Santa 
the Santa rules, which I'm like, wow, I've never heard of those. I guess they just made them up for this movie. And then um, little Mila Kunis makes her debut here in this scene. And then I wrote down, I can't believe she's been acting for so long since she's so bad. Anyway, um, she's the one who um, sews up Hulk's uh, suit. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention earlier. I mean, that's why I guess they were in the pajamas because they were having their um, clothes worked on. Their suits repaired. Yes, yes, yes. So we get the new suit. And, of course, it's got, like, the sleeves removed so we can see the pythons. Um, yeah, she she gives like some reason like to make it more maneuverable right, or something. Right, right. It's like, uh, and she took it in to make it more continental. She said, <laughs> uh, she just made it tighter. Sure, sure. Uh, and then out of nowhere, a uh, reporter shows up, um, and I wrote that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another problem is that uh, just the energy, like in a lot of these scenes, is just so weird or just non-existent. With people just sort of standing around saying lines and no one really knowing how to like react to one another. Um, again, I, I blame uh, the director for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, after his uh, interview, Hulk says, there's a new Santa in town and he knows who's been naughty or nice. Uh, which is kind of funny. Um, so interior, we cut to uh, Dr. Frost. He says Santa Claus reminds him of someone. Uh, and that really pays off later. There are a few setups and payoffs in this script, so I yeah, will admit yeah, it. Yeah. And now Lenny is back at the ATM. He tries to use the milk glass to get the money, but the machine tells him it's the wrong thumb. Like, it has to be the left. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah it's so funny. The machine says, that is your right thumbprint. We need your left, which I actually thought that that was kind of funny mm. uh, because it's, it's so ridiculous, yes, you know, because it it's like the machine does recognize this is your thumbprint. But it's not the one it was. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the future we're heading into here, you hell. This place, this yeah. uh, this movie is kind of very fortuitous, if you will. Um, so anyway, Dr. Weird and the thugs, they grab Lenny. Um, and again, I just wrote that it's so weird that they use an ice cream truck and creepy. Um, it's like all they do is use it to take over orphanages. Um, so Mr. Frost tells Lenny he wants Santa with muscles gone. Um, so, uh, Lenny then tries to get Hulk to leave the orphanage, but he won't. Hulk goes into the church where the annoying orphan girl, I should really learn her name, uh, the, the one who was <laughs> the lead and who was about to not be the lead anymore, uh, is just sitting and really creepily singing to herself. Like, no one is there. She's like, just, right. just sitting in the pew, just like singing to no one. Um, and then Hulk says he doesn't remember if he has a mom or a dad um, because she well he, he says she asked him if he has a mom and dad right. and he says well i must but i can't remember right right right, right. and then we're treated to the worst duet in singing history when hulk <laughs> and the girl sing this like weird made-up christmas song and i guess and so. then um santa angel baby yeah. i think is what it's called <laughs> it's so creepy uh, and then there's some weird lights that shine on the stained glass windows of the church. And also in this scene, before they get into the duet, she says something about um, the, uh, 
what is it, the fairies or something shining in the lights of the church or the angels? She says that like if she sings it, she says something about like uh, she, if she sings it right, she thinks like the fairies would. Yeah. I don't know, activate or something. But then she kind of drops that. And then as they continue talking, she says that they say that the windows are magic. Right. And if she sings just right that, you know, they'll activate or whatever. And at the end of the song, she hits an obscenely high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the window turns like purple and it seems like something's about to happen. The, 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 the purple's getting more saturated in the window and then, and then cut to the next scene. And this is never brought up again. Well, this is a setup to something that happens later in a, in a weird way. Like the, let's just say the writer's room really dropped the ball here. (laughs) Like they couldn't decide if the windows were magic or if there were magical fairies in the windows. It's like, come on guys, get it together. This is a Christian church. Should there be dark black magic windows? I, I mean, uh, I was offended. I hope you were. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The war on Christmas, Steve. It continues. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, speaking of continuing. Uh, a Christ mass, as I call it. <laughs> Got to put the Christ back in Christmas, boy. Yeah, now, because I love Christ, and mas means more in Spanish, and I'm Spanish, and I want more Christ. That's why I call it Christ Thank you mas. for reminding our audience that you're Spanish. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, and I sorry if I offended everyone. Yep. Uh, all you, all you ho- happy holiday wishers, <laughs> you, you anti Christmas warrior. <laughs> no, there's no war on Christmas. Uh, there's no war. So I don't, I don't want somebody to like uh, uh, take me out of context and be like, uh, like I don't think there's a war on. Christmas. I think our, um, uh, our strong but small audience has a good sense of humor, uh, which is why they keep showing up. But uh, anyway. Um, so Hulk goes out to confront the thugs, and uh, the doctor kicks his ass a little bit. Um, then, right. uh, which was, <laughs> I mean, completely unrealistic. But Hulk sells for him. Surprisingly, I'm surprised he didn't go to the director and was like, "This doesn't work for me, brother." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it still happens. Um, and Hulk fires back, but then they drive away in their ice cream truck. Is this when they? Um, Use the chain to rip the head off of that uh, statue. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're just trying to terrorize the uh, the, the orphanage. Right. So I guess a uh, you know annoying blonde-haired girl. Maybe she wasn't uh, available for a few other scenes. Um, and this is when we're kind of introduced. I think we were introduced to him earlier, but he kind of takes center stage here. At uh, Taylor, uh, the youngest brother from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, he uh, he's he's watching Hulk and uh, and the thugs like sort of um, you know exchange blows, and then we're we're told that he goes missing, and it's so weird because he's there. Everyone goes, "Where's Taylor?" And I'm like, "Who's Taylor?" Um, <laughs> and I mean, and I guess it's just a reason to get um, to get Hulk to go to Mister Frost's mansion. So that's what he does. Hulk and Lenny both infiltrate the mansion. Hulk stops Taylor from firing a slingshot at Frost. And this is when they kind of try to have a little moment um, where um, little Taylor says he wants to be like tough, like uh, like Hulk. Right. Hulk says he's only tough when he has to be, um, you know, yeah. beating up thugs. Um, so, yeah. Back. So, yeah, this is this is your this is your your good message that they're trying to send to kids like, hey, uh, violence isn't the answer. 
except what it right. is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, um, knowing is half the battle, the other half is violence. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other half is right. Back at the orphanage, Hulk asks um, what's underneath the orphanage because when he was at Frost's um, mansion, he sees like the plans and stuff um, inside Frost's like secret lair, which isn't really that secret if you can just go up to a uh, window and like fire right. a slingshot, you know. Uh, and this is, I love it because, like, this is when stuff gets even weirder and it sort of jumps into, like, Goonies territory. And we're just, like, sort of casually told by Leslie, the head of the orphanage, that, uh, oh, there's catacombs underneath the orphanage. Um, so they go to these catacombs and there's, like, a vault with a combination on it or something. And yeah. the kids know most of the numbers. And then magically, out of nowhere, and I guess, you know, we sort of get a reason why later, Hulk knows the rest of it. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, we definitely get a reason why. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And even Hulk, uh, his character says, I don't know why I right. know that. So at <laughs> least like, so, so Steve, please don't make it sound like uh, it was just some random thing. Well, this all right. Uh, reading these notes that were written by the Steve who hadn't seen this movie all the way through, I was just like, wow, they're just throwing out all logic. And Hulk is just so good at doing everything that he just knows it because he's just the Hulk and he knows everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do have a reason later. Um, so they go into the door and apparently it's like crystals or something, quartz crystals that somehow... Um, have electricity stored up in them. Uh, Mila Kunis gives us some techno babble mm -hmm. explanation that would make the writers of Star Trek blush <laughs> with its stupidity, its vapidity, mm -hmm. and uh, I love it because it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, they're crystals that store energy or electricity. Um, so you have to believe her because she's a strong, smart woman. She's the smart yeah. one. She's the smart <laughs> one. And but then, like, they figure out that it must be worth millions of dollars, mm -hmm. uh, millions and millions of dollars. And now we know why uh, Ebner Frost wants to, you know, buy, is buying all this land, right? Because there's like apparently this ca these caverns mm -hmm. that have all these crystals that he could theoretically, I guess, harness for energy and sell. Yes. Yeah. There's, uh, there's your answer right there. Um, I, I like to call, though, this cavern like the RC Cola version of the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How dare you talk down to RC Cola? It's actually one of my favorites. Uh, but you know that. Know. We discussed Every it last week I'm episode. I'm going to find a way to talk it down. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. And at this point, um, Hulk starts questioning if he's actually Santa. Uh, <laughs> finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Now, Lenny has had to reassure him a mm -hmm. few times throughout the movie where Hulk will be like, well, if I'm Santa, how are the kids going to get their presents if I'm, like, here and not the North Pole, blah, blah. And, and Lenny's always finds a way to, like, smooth it over. Yeah, except you know. for this Although time when he actually just goes, I don't know. Or it's like he, says, he says he doesn't have the answers. And I just wrote down, you do have the answers, Lenny, you liar. Um, so <laughs> Mr. Frost calls Lenny and tells him uh, he asks. But, but, but wait a minute. Doesn't Lenny at this point... Kind of confessed to him that he found them at the mall, yeah. and he and he and he pulls out like uh, the military fatigues that he was wearing, mm -hmm. and he says, 
Because he doesn't know it's paint on the military fatigues from paintball. He says, uh, yeah, I found you uh, wearing these. Uh, or I found these with you. There was blood on them, and I don't ask too many questions. Yeah. So, like, this whole time, Lenny thinks he may be a murderer. Right. And he's just hanging out with them, letting him be around They kids. shared like, the same room together. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, hey, he really likes money. Um, he's just a lovable elf yeah. who's not very funny and loves money. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Mr. Frost calls Lenny, I guess tells him that he has to be sneaky about taking down Hulk. Then Dr. Weird Guy shows up, Hulk chases him around, they fight in a bell tower, and immediately I'm asked as the viewer, <laughs> which that's what I was, I was asking myself, why is there a mechanical Santa in the bell tower? Like, you wouldn't even be able to see it. But I guess they, they really want to drive their theme home with the Santa stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's, it's for, like, the, that spot. What, right. The wrestling spot where the mechanical Santa somehow grabs Hulk and throws him out of the tower into a trash truck. Right. And I was like, right, like, like when it happened, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. Like... <laughs> but um i think this is one of the shots where i i don't think it was a they used a helicopter because it would been flying too low mm. but they must have had a very extremely large crane for mm. the shots because like they do like a shot like going up the tower right. and into it mm. and those shots especially then not cheap now you can just do it with a drone right. you know pretty inexpensively but yeah i was just like wow um <laughs> <laughs> they really knew where to put their money from the budget in this film. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there, there's a couple other crane shots, too. Like in the beginning of the film, when Susie uh, is doing her letter, mm. um, there's a crane shot going into her room. Right, but, right. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so uh, Hulk blacks out and wakes up in, uh, in his mansion. Um, then you have that uh, classic sort of, I don't know, scene where he's like, Oh, was it all a dream? And then he takes off his blanket and he's still wearing his uh, Santa suit. Uh, nobody bothered to take it off like and make sure he's okay <laughs> or take him to the hospital or anything like that. And this is, Hulk dials the operator <laughs> to check out the orphanage. Uh, and the thugs make it sound like... Uh, uh, let's wait. No, Leslie tells him to stay away forever. Yeah, they, they use a tape recorder a la Home Alone 2 um and mm -hmm. just take bits of stuff that uh, leslie the head of the orphanage has said and it makes it sound like she's telling hulk to stay away forever which of course he doesn't um so uh, now cut to the orphanage everyone is sad that hulk is gone uh then the thugs show up um with mr frost this time he's seeing this one personally um <laughs> and we never even talked about how Mr. Frost's uh, gimmick, his like pulpy gimmick, is that he's like obsessed with everything being sanitized. Um, yeah, he's like a huge uh, germaphobe. Yeah, yeah. He's always he's wearing like this almost like an astronaut suit as he shows up mm -hmm. um, with his own oxygen mm -hmm. uh, supply, so that he doesn't have to breathe in like everyone else's. Right, uh, he's br breathing air. in rarefied air, literally. Um, uh, <laughs> so they take the kids to the vault. Um, with the crystals to make them uh, open it up. Um, and uh, I think there's another plot hole here that they sort of um, sort of noticed. And they were like, 
oh, we'll just open it and you don't need us anymore. You don't need us kids anymore. And he goes, and Mr. Frost is like, oh, but I do. It starts putting hard hats on him. He's going to force the kids yeah. to mine the crystals. <laughs> ah, that's so messed up. Oh, my God. It's great. It's great, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they reveal uh, Lenny to be a traitor. <laughs> All he did was let them in. Like... Like they showed them blowing a door up in like one of the previous scenes um, of the orphanage, mm-hmm. and yet they still needed Lenny at, to just let them in. At, I I, th- I think they they needed Lenny to guide them to where the uh, the caverns were is what I think, and and maybe they didn't or maybe the combination he gave them the combination. Um, I guess. Um, let's see. So look, Lenny's a traitor. That's all, right, all we. That's know. all you need. Yeah. Meanwhile. Hulk's baker tries to attack him, but he's he's all feeling down and melancholy. And he's like, it's just not the same. Uh, and then Lenny calls mm-hmm. him, and then the doc takes over and tells him if he shows up, he'll use Lenny for an experiment. So, of course, Hulk rallies his uh, troops, um, and then they go uh, once again. He like gets his entire motorcade of like paintball guys. They zoom past yeah. Clint. So his 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 servants, his right, servants, right, his his servants, and, yes, uh, Butler um, and uh, Chef. They're all coming along. For but this I mean, ride. you know, the thing that I like best about his um, his uh, group of servants is just the you know the diversity among them. Uh, you know, everyone's represented. You know, uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean that's actually terrible. But anyway. Uh, so once again, Clint Howard uh, chases after Hulk and his men. And once again, Hulk gives him the slip. Like, you know what I thought was going to happen here? Like, okay, so we're basically in the third, we're, we're in the third act, like the beginning of the third act here. And Hulk has gone through, you know, uh, you know, meeting with the orphans and whatnot. And so why didn't, why didn't he just stop? Tell Clint Howard the situation. And they all team up and go to you know and rescue th- well because then you don't have a movie what no you do have a movie like everybody can ah but it's not as fun like like there's some fun gags that come up with like the stupid uh his his chef like tricking like the bad guys to let him in with like odor oh and, god yeah there's some stupid well, stuff that comes then they up, could have you know? just avoided the whole second chase to begin with but then we don't get to see a guy with a bazooka uh blow up clint howard's car um yeah, but uh, and that's another thing. They blew up a car. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, I'm shocked. Like they spent money on that. But yeah, I mean, basically the thing here is I'm just like, he's still acting like the same Blake Thorne after going through, you know, all the trials and tribulations of becoming Santa with muscles, and and it just doesn't, as far as a character arc is concerned, it just doesn't make sense. Well, I, I will say I, I do have a good reason for him to not team up with the police. He knows that they're extremely incompetent. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... Right? As established... Or- yeah, I guess. Uh, or it would have been even better if they were, like, in line with Mr. Frost, like, corrupt. Like, that would have even been better. Oh, yeah. That would have been but, good. Uh, that would have been... Anyway, we're already spending too much time on this. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about the bazooka. They blow up uh, Clint Howard's cruiser. Um, why a small-town police force needs a bazooka? I don't know, but they do. Uh, they arrive at the orphanage um, and try to reverse Home Alone their way in by hooking a door <laughs> to their car battery. Um, and they, uh, that's, they knock on the door. The thug from inside 
looks through the peephole and yeah as Yahel said one of the bakers has hors d'oeuvres so of course I mean I guess this guy was really hungry I can only assume you know Mr. Frost doesn't give him a lunch break or any 15 minute breaks right. and he's just like mm, food and he grabs the doorknob uh, and you know is automatically killed I can only assume he's electrocuted yeah, uh, yeah. To death. He's, he's electrocuted when he touches the doorknob because of they had hooked up the battery uh, from the car to it. And uh, yeah, you don't know that might kill this man. You don't know if he has a heart condition. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Hulk uh, saves the kids and he admits that he's not really Santa. Hulk gives a fire extinguisher to Taylor um, and they spray one of the, th- the thugs, the gas guy, and his suit like blows up. Like it doesn't like blow up, but it expands. Uh, like it, he, they inflate it. Yeah, yeah. They inflate the because suit of his, and then it like pops because of his own gas. And then, um, and yeah, basically what we're going through here is they're taking care of all the uh, the pulp thugs, and uh, he was the first one. And then now Hulk um, battles Miss Watt, um, and uh, this is the best, like the most insulting thing possible when the white guy with the Fu Manchu comes out and makes that's uh, that white guy is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, that's perfect for him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, he came out uh, dressed as an Asian guy, yeah, like kind of. They Fu wanted Manchu, him to like see... yeah, kung fu yeah. kind of a cliche. I was just like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> like, oh. that does not doesn't age well. Does not hold up doesn't well. age well. And he and he even does like the um, the the yokozuna type stomps on the floor like a sumo right, wrestler. Right, would. right. Do you think they brought so in like... yokozuna to consult on that? I, considering Yokozuna wasn't Japanese either, that wouldn't be a good idea because he's Samoan. They just wanted to hang out with him, that's all. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just like they didn't, not only were they like doing this like awful stereotype thing, but they also didn't even like, they pulled from like different Asian cultures. Right. Like it wasn't even a, just a singular oh, one. Oh yeah, so it was a, it was, just, it was insulting to all Asian cultures. Uh, and, and yeah. By the way, but can, but, but can we talk about how they take out Miss Watt? Because I think they take they take her out first. Um, and yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, they just pour water on her. Um, yeah, Lenny from the top, thus killing her. Uh, of course, right? He like electrocutes her, and then as she flips, this is in the church. Mm, the scene, the church, yeah. and uh, <laughs> she flips backwards over several pews uh-huh. when she's electrocuted to death, and they sped that up mm-hmm. uh, hilariously. Yeah. The the footage and. Um, yeah, real weird. A lot, of, a lot of murder starting to happen. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, they show pretty much everyone to be um, be alive. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone's alive yeah, at the end. But, yeah, Everyone but as I was still. watching this, I was like, damn, she ain't coming back. That's it. She's done. <laughs> and there's also a line where she goes, uh, uh, you wouldn't hit a, I think it's actually before she gets the water pulled. She's like, you wouldn't hit a woman, yeah. would you? And then Lenny goes, I would, and then pours water on her. Um, so, uh, Hulk, let's see, Hulk rescues Leslie and Clayton, and then Clayton reminds, this is a weird time to kind of have a, have a moment, but, uh, Clayton reminds Mm -hmm. him that he grew up there, and that he and, uh, Dr. Frost were, um, were, were actually friends, and this reminded me of, uh, remember the movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis, and, uh, yeah, 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 I'm like, wow, this really is pulpy, um, but, uh, yeah, so the doctor is uh, I don't wait. All right, I'm just gonna tell you what I wrote here, and you tell me if it makes sense. The doctor is pulling up his pants, presumably after masturbating this whole time, and then Leslie confronts him, 
Uh, oh, it wasn't. It was Doctor Weird. It was Doctor Weird, and uh, and then yeah, yeah, she yeah. not Frost. And, yeah, and then she and the kids lock him in an ice box, thus killing him. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, so yeah. that all that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Hulk meets Frost in the catacombs. Uh, the Explorer guy cracks the code of the vault. Um, that's like the one pulp thug that's still alive. Earlier in the film, he says that he can crack the the vaults like no problem and um yeah and then they go into uh the vault frost attacks hulk with a giant crystal and of course hulk gets his own crystal and then they have a big then they have the greatest lightsaber yeah battle. outside of star wars yeah it actually looks kind of kind of neat um hulk loses yeah. his crystal and then Taylor saves him with the slingshot, which I thought was a nice payoff to the setup of Taylor having a slingshot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that's when I, like, question. Uh, there's also, um, on the IMDb, like, one of the few pieces of trivia is that um, I guess the original writer of the of this movie, and I don't know if it's one of the guys that I mentioned, uh, sued to have his name taken off the script because they changed so much. So I wonder if there was like a um, a movie that made sense in here at one point and then they just shoveled in all this like crazy crap that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, So for anyway, for uh, for some reason, the crystals are going to explode again, explained to us by uh, science nerd Mila Kunis. Um, Hulk Mm -hmm. saves Frost. They run out of the vaults, out of the orphanage. All the thugs are shown to still be alive. Oh, thank goodness. And then a cardboard model of the orphanage is then destroyed. Um, And then along comes uh, Clint Howard and the rest of the cops. Oh, did you want to say something? Oh, I actually thought the miniature was both really good and terrible at the same time. Yeah, 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 I agree. uh, like it looked pretty good. Mm. Once it started breaking down, though, it was kind of like, uh, oh, there's like no furniture right. in it or anything like that. <laughs> so it like that's it, one it poor orphanage. Away, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I thought like they shot it well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they needed to be a little bit more details in the in the inside the miniature right, just to like right. pull it well, off. Well, they you know they had to grind this sucker out. Like there was a high demand yeah, for yeah. Hulk Hogan movies in 1996, and they just. <laughs> had to get it going. So uh, the uh, the reporter from earlier, she shows up. <clears throat> also, um, all the thugs are put into a... <laughs> I don't think it was a police official paddy wagon and taken away. Then all the kids laugh. I wrote more fake laughter, like the worst forced fake laughter I've ever heard. And then Leslie asks where they're going to live now. Uh, cut to all the kids are having a good time on Hulk's property. Um, they look through a telescope. <laughs> this was so, so convenient. They look through a telescope to show all the thugs in a prison chain gang style like, uniform. Uh, yeah, they're doing like hard labor at the prison. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, uh, that was pretty hilarious, just in a cartoony, pulpy way. And yeah, yeah. and then that is basically the end of uh, Santa with Muscles, and we never got that Santa with Muscles trilogy that I'm sure they were planning when they uh, <laughs> when they wrote this thing. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it's a ride. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? And, on those? Uh, by the way, oh, uh, go ahead. Santa with Muscles is available for free. Uh, t- on YouTube and Tubi, um, I did post. Oh, it's on Tubi. I did yep. not know that. Uh, I watched it on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, so I will post the link to it on YouTube. I did earlier, but I'll post it again. 
and um, obviously Tubi will probably have better quality. So Tubi TV is free as well. Yes, so yeah. Now that we've spoiled it all for you, um, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, so I guess it, this is the uh, point where it's time to answer the question. I, let's see, I wrote a, a few notes here just after I finished uh, watching it. I think they've all been pretty much addressed, like... Uh, I mean, most of my, the negatives are, we already talked about, like the cinematography, mm-hmm. the direction, <laughs> the sound was good <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So let's, um, go ahead and run the bumper here. All right. Yael Velasquez. <clears throat> Do you think that Santa with muscles should be remembered for all of time or even just watched every year with your other Christmas <laughs> movies or should it be tossed into the pit of obscurity never to be heard from again? Well, you probably know my answer because I watch this movie every year. Uh-huh. Uh, so I like it. I think it's I don't, it's definitely not a good movie, but uh, I think it's a fun movie to mm-hmm. watch. I think it's uh, bad enough to be good. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to say, yes, it should be uh, remembered. Mm, man, this is a tough one for me. I think everyone will remember Hulk mostly for No Holds Barred. Um, this is a f- sort of a fun oddity. The filmmaking was pretty awful, though. Uh, I think I think this is worth a stalemate because I'm never going to watch this again. Um, so oh, fuck you. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> it's because I said and it made made one RC Cola joke. <laughs> and that it. has nothing to do with you. It's just how I feel about yeah, the okay. film. All right. Well, well, Steve, this is your decision. Is the RC Cola of decisions oh, on the show as oh. far as I'm concerned? <laughs> Bastard. This is it. Those pathetic podcasters known as Security Now have once again rendered a verdict of no contest. That's right, a stalemate. They've wasted everyone's time. They are just as lazy as Congress and twice as corrupt. Boo, I say. Tar and feather them. Get out the guillotine. Boo to stalemate and boo to obscurity now. Whew. All right, man. What a what a ride. I had I had never seen the uh, stalemate bumper yeah. uh, before. I don't think we have gotten to use it. Uh, what well, what you think? Oh, it's great. Thanks, it's great. thanks. Well, I mean, I did... Almost makes your terrible decision-making <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, I did have a uh, fun time chatting about Santa with Muscles with you, and I hope the listener slash viewer has uh, stuck to the end and enjoyed uh, watching it uh, with us. Um, join us next week where we... We'll, gosh, why can't I talk? We will be having a uh, wrap-up episode for the year of 2021, it was just such a great year. <laughs> another, another great one in the books, 2020 and 2021. Mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, until then, uh, make sure you uh, like and subscribe and share with all your friends. Uh, that would uh, help out uh, immensely. Uh, make, Steve, uh, before before you fi- I'm sorry to interrupt your start off, but I do want to point out Chris Perry in the chat said, thanks for ruining Christmas, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Chris, uh, buddy, I think it was already ruined long before I came along. Um, 
But uh, sorry, continue. But please. yeah, make sure you you like and subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, tell all your friends uh, about this show, um, so they can know more about uh, great films such as uh, Santa with Muscles, and of course, comic books like uh, Chainsaw Reindeer, which has uh, multiple um, reindeer rape in it. Uh, I mean, it just wouldn't be Christmas without it. Am I right? Why bring this back? Up? Why bring this back? Up? I mean, if these people... You, you are ruining Christmas. There is a war. As Chris Perry just said, the war does exist on Christmas. And it's you, Steve, who are at the front yes! of the line. I will destroy Christmas and no one can stop me. Not Chainsaw Reindeer, not Santa with muscles, and definitely not you, Yael Velasquez. <sighs> now that's quality acting. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about our projects briefly. Uh, everything going good uh, with uh, wrestling with gaming over there, uh, good buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on a, on a couple scripts right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna, something new I'm trying to kind of have work on two scripts at the same time. And then once they're done, be able to like edit two videos back to back to kind of see how that works for my workflow and uh, get some content out uh, in a little different cadence. So Interesting. Very cool. Um, as we discussed when we were off the air, uh, somehow I found myself acting in another one of my friend's uh, short films. Uh, it should be pretty cool. There's actually a lot of acting and or acting action uh, on par with Santa with muscles, if not a little bit, a little <laughs> bit higher. I guess we'll have to wait and see That's when it good. comes That's out. Good. And of course, Production still continues on Escape to Earth. Uh, I have a feeling the artist is on vacation because I haven't heard from him in like two weeks. But uh, once we get this Christmas out of the way, then I will complete the comic and take over the world. Uh, And on that note, I think we should uh, wrap it up here. Um, We'll see you guys uh, next week um, for another episode of Obscurity Now. Merry Christmas! You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.